0: This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Andre Munford and Eugene Jackson Harry on social media at Coleman ESPN and at HDux 83 they're worried about you. Andre said, good afternoon, my brothers. It's a great day. Hope all is well. Is Harry going to show up for work today? He can't run from anyone today. Eugene says, Freddie, Everyone one football team on the show lost this past Sunday. But at least my team did not lose to the Carolina Panthers. Right, Harry Douglas?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Listen, I was so upset during that game, so much so to the point that where me and Steve Levy, he made fun of me a little bit during oh, the broadcast when we were doing the Jets and Dolphins game. I don't know and how it was, he's a Jets fan and he witnessed but, that yesterday. But, but it was so funny because I had told him about y'all. And I actually mentioned you guys on the broadcast as well. I said, like, boy, Monday is going to be a rough one for me mm-hmm. because I know Devin Kane, I know. Shannon Penn I know Freddie Coleman when the Atlanta Falcons lost to the Carolina Panthers on that last second kick I my phone we was on a broadcast and I seen my phone kept kept lighting up uh-huh. and I didn't even have to open it because I knew exactly what had happened <laughs> and then my man Dave Shore by the way he told me to tell you hello uh, Freddie. Dave's good people man. man yeah, Dave, he's good people. Dave, Dave got in my ear he was like Harry, Carolina just kicked the game winning field goal. And I just dropped my head. My, I dropped my head. Yep. I was like snoopy, droopy, poopy. <laughs> I was everything at that moment. Because I, I said to myself, there's no way in hell my Atlanta Falcons, my Birds, uh-huh. lost to the Carolina Panthers. Now, normally, but that, that's yeah. what
0: happened. Now, normally, Devin Kane, our producer, will do the whole ah! kind of thing. Yeah. Devin feels so bad for you, he's not even doing that. He's not even going to do, like, the dying bird effect. Like, I know that he wants to do because the Giants, the Jets, the Cowboys, and the Falcons all went down to defeat in all spectacular of fashion this week. So, Devin, I'm surprised you're not giving Harry Well, normally be. I Harry would, but brother.
2: my team and the Giants lots as well. So, Harry has the, the ultimate comeback as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but,
1: because when you look at the Atlanta Falcons, they still have an opportunity mm-hmm. to make the playoffs. Do they, they still have an opportunity. Yeah, they do. do they? They, still, they they still have a chance. Really? Their schedule is very favorable.
2: Okay, but your quarterback's not favorable. <laughs> yeah, but their schedule. <laughs> man, oh, I'm gonna very start.
1: Call, I'm gonna start calling him. Can't get right. <laughs> I'm for real, man. I know. I because know. like it's it's like the biggest moments. It's like the bad is extreme bad. Like, I can, I can handle a, a little bit of bad here and there. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and Desmond Ritter does some great things, but the bad is extreme bad. Yep. Turnovers in the red zone just consistently, week in mm-hmm. and week out.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Welcome to my world when it comes to Zach Wilson. <laughs> As a fan of the Jets and that quarterback. That seduction, ignore it when it comes to the quarterback. It's mm-hmm. only a temporary, temporary thing as you found out this year, and as I've always found out with Zach Wilson ever since he got into the NFL. Be a part of the Freddie and Harry Nation thing. On the Dr. Pepper calling line, hit us up at 888-ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. ESPN Nations presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season or a sad Monday. Freddie Harry on all the teams are lost without the delicious days in high school. Dr. Pepper, it is the one fans deserve. So now that we had to get rid of that losing thing, let's move on to the winning thing. The, main thing, the, main thing. the main thing, the main thing. The main thing, the main thing. The
3: main thing, the main thing. The main thing, the
0: main thing. The main thing with Freddie and Harry. Unless you are the Dallas Cowboys. They got that thing beaten out of them by the Buffalo Bills that happened at, to the tune of 31-10. It was not even that close. As a matter of fact, in five minutes, someone believes that the Dallas Cowboys are being treated unfairly when he said... This is where I think the Cowboys' argument has gotten inconsistent. That comes your way in about five minutes. But maybe we should have seen this coming, Harry, because we have heard about and we know about the Cowboys' struggles on the road against good teams. They're now three and four. But just the way that, that looked... When the Buffalo Bills said, we're going to run the football, we're going to tell you where we're running the football. We're going to give it to the same guy running the football, and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. And they just pushed the Cowboys up and down all around that state. I think they dragged them to Liverpool, Batavia, <laughs> outside of Buffalo, maybe parts of Canada. I think Cowboys <laughs> defenders in the Yukon right now. That's how much of their manhood on defense was taken away by the Buffalo Bills and that running game. Because when Josh Hunt goes, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, do you need me? Oh, good. "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm," That's when you know you're getting your butt kicked. That running game was dynamite for the Buffalo Bills all day long.
1: I just think it's a simple fact that when you look at Dallas and you look at their middle linebacker, who is Marquise Bell, who is 6'3", 200, 205 pounds, If you're Joe Brady and you're the Buffalo Bills, you say to yourself, hmm, are we going to allow them to play this way? Mm -hmm. Or are we going to take advantage of that smaller body guy being in the middle of that defense? And they chose, even though they pass the football frequently, and I think this is another reason why Joe Brady has become the OC of this football team, because he's just not going to let a defense get away with things without testing them or trying to, you know, come out with the best outcome for his players and putting them in the best positions. Amen. So they took advantage of a small size, an undersized linebacker in the middle of the football field, and the physicality of the Buffalo Bills offensive line dominated. You talk about. Dominating in a in a in a domination fashion. Right. You talking about bullying. Hey, you better bring me lunch money every day. You show <laughs> up here on, in, in this class. Bring me your lunch money, boy, or I'm on your head. That, that's the kind of bullying that the Buffalo Bills displayed yesterday. But also, I thought it was. A sense of self-inflicted wounds for the Dallas Cowboys when you have plays like a third and fourth situation down in the red zone, mm-hmm. and you have an opportunity to get off uh, get off on the football field, and you have a personal foul. Do I think it was one? No, but you got to understand, Josh Allen is one of the golden boys, and you better stay away from him as, as as much as possible, right? And then also you, you get into a situation where you run into the punter, absolutely, and now that extends things, and then you miss plays. Dak miss, you know, Brandon cooks on a deep post. Uh, should've hit that one. You gotta hit that one on the road. So I also thought it was some self-inflicted wounds by the Dallas Cowboys. Right. But I'm not taking any credit away from the Buffalo Bills. Absolutely. Not today. Yeah. And not with Christine Lee
0: in there listening to us because today. She was giving you evil eyes saying, All right, Harry dog, you so better was. get right. You better get right. I if, know she will. If you're gonna diss the Dallas Cowboys, the Buffalo Bills had a lot to do with that. And to go back to your bully analogy, give me your lunch money. The Dallas Cowboys remember Chappelle Show. When Wayne Brady lost his mind and said, hey, Dave, give me your damn sandwich, the Cowboys were Chappelle and the Buffalo Bills were Wayne Brady. I said, give me your damn sandwich. <laughs> a sandwich. That's what they did to the Dallas Cowboys. That's why Micah Parsons of the Cowboys sounded like this.
4: Honestly, it's just unacceptable at this point. Um, there's no excuse for it. Uh, it's mind-boggling. I don't understand if, why we're not playing well and why we're not coming together on the road. Um, It's something that we need to look at and get better because we got on the road next week.
0: He didn't call out specific guys. He called out everybody, including himself, saying, we're better than this. It's one thing to lose on the road, and that's not a crime to lose a Buffalo Bills team, that we said this about this Bills team after they put it on the Miami Dolphins. I said, man, they play like that the rest of the season. Good luck dealing with that football team. And you mentioned self-inflicted wounds. How many of those did we see when the Buffalo Bills put themselves in that position where they were looking up at just about everybody not named the New York Jets in the AFC East? Mm-hmm. The minute that they were able to find a way, and I go back to that Eagles game. When they lost that game, there was no sense of panic. There was no sense of any kind of, oh, woe was us. They said, look, the better team didn't win this football game because we were the better team today, but that won't happen again. They played to that level. Joe Brady has said, look, whoever's the best guy in the field, That's where the football is going. And yesterday, it was Mr. Cook. Not Dalvin Cook, his younger brother Cook, who was doing his thing. The ball went to him early, and nobody's going to fiddle about it. Josh Allen didn't care. Stephon Diggs didn't care. They said, that's who's the white hot guy today. It was more the Buffalo Bills did. The team of the Dallas Cowboys' manhood. The Cowboys didn't help with self-inflicted wounds to white. But the better football team was the better football team from the jump on that first drive. So that's why Christine Lisi... Mm. Our sports and the anchor was was about to treat you like like Wayne Brady treated Chappelle, saying, hey, Harry, give me your damn sandwich. If you don't treat her team right, how they beat the Dallas Cowboys yesterday.
1: No, and and, and let me tell everyone listening, we don't condone bullying, but that's what happened to the Dallas Cowboys. The Buffalo Bills say, you're going to eat your cornbread. <laughs> I know y'all seen the movie Life. It basically took their cornbread and beat them up while they was taking their cornbread. <laughs> Just unbelievable. But I got to give a lot of credit. Well, first, let me say this about the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So now Dan Quinn is going to have to start making adjustments. Because Amen. when you play the San Francisco 49ers, when you play the Philadelphia Eagles, yeah. when you play a team like the Buffalo Bills, they understand how to attack you, right? And right. And what do I mean by that? they understand how to take Michael Parsons out of the game. So now you have to make adjustments. Michael Parsons, we know he's a ferocious pass rusher. But when you play some of these teams and you know it's probably going to be a rundown, do you move him off the ball? Uh Right? Do you move him off the ball now? And allow him to get down here, run sideline to sideline to make tackles, because they're 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 designing things to take him out of the run game and out of the game mm-hmm. when he's on the end line of the scrimmage. So, do how how are you going to make adjustments there? And I said on get up on Thursday, Freddie. They asked me, what was I looking forward to in this Dallas Cowboys-Buffalo-Bills matchup? For me, it was a top-five defense in the Dallas Cowboys in Dan Quinn versus a top-five offense in the Buffalo Bills in Joe Brady. Since Joe Brady has taken over these offensive coordinator duties, he's been phenomenal. No doubt. He really has. And he's really put these players on this offensive system for Buffalo Mm -hmm. in the best positions possible to be successful. Think about this. They rushed the football 49 times Mm
0: -hmm.
1: for 266 yards Mm -hmm. and three touchdowns. Mm -hmm. They threw the football 15 times. Mm -hmm. Let that register, everyone that's listening right now, what I'm saying. I don't think that's ever happened in the Buffalo Bills history since Josh Allen has been the quarterback of that football team. But that's an offensive coordinator that understands – what the defense is presenting to himself, not having the ego and saying we got to let Josh Allen do his thing. No, we're going to do what's best for the football team, and that's James Cook. And yeah. the way he's utilizing those running backs in the past game as no well mm-hmm. is becoming difficult for people to guard. We've seen it with Kansas City last week. We've seen it with the Philadelphia Eagles, and now we've seen it with the Dallas Cowboys.
0: We haven't seen anything like this since color TV was invented because that's what it was, a black and white game in the 1950s. When you don't complete any kind of passes worth 100 yards and you went going away, that's mm-hmm. the kind of get-on they got in the Cowboys from the Buffalo Bills. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us in Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Mike in Tennessee's got something to say about this and a Dr. Pepper calling in line at 888-729-3776. Big Mike, what you got, my friend? Go ahead, Mike.
1: Mike and Teneke.
0: <laughs> Teneke? Yeah. I, I've, never heard, I've never heard it pronounced that way.
1: <laughs> Teneke? Where did that come from? I guess Mike ain't with us. <laughs> I guess not. Man, but we gave him an opportunity to shine.
0: We did. But Evan and Evan Cohen from Unsportsmanlike, weekdays every morning on ESPN Radio from 6, 8 to 10, a.m. Eastern time, he says, when it comes to Dallas Cowboys and their woes on the road, He believes that narrative is unfair.
2: This is where I think the Cowboys argument has gotten inconsistent. I think people are excited to hate on them and not excited to love on them. And when when they have a big win, it's, well, let's wait to the postseason. And when they have a big loss, it's, see, I told you they can't do this in big games. Well, we're still not in the postseason, though. I think the Dallas Cowboys are treated unfairly. Big wins in the regular season don't seem to count because they're not in the postseason. And yet big losses in the regular season seem to be indicative of what people expect to happen in the postseason. That's not fair.
0: Evan, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, but no, no, (laughs) no. Evan, come on now. No one is going to say any godforsaken reason that the Dallas Cowboys are treated unfairly. They get way too much press no matter what the bleep they do. So, Evan, that's my boy. From a sports like every morning with him, Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, but no, no, <laughs> unfairly. You know who's treated unfairly? Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens, an MVP Ooh. conversation. Yes, Lord. that's unfair. Christian McCaffrey, running back from the San Francisco 49ers, not getting enough MVP love. That's unfair. The Buffalo Bills, not getting enough credit for kicking the you know what out of the Cowboys. That's unfair. The Dallas Cowboys being treated unfairly. Say it with me, ladies and gentlemen, on three, one, two, three. No, that's <laughs> not the case, Evan Cohen. Nobody is buying that. Now, when it comes to Buffalo, that's a team that can say we've been treated unfairly, especially the quarterback Josh Allen. And I'm not saying that we've been unfair to him. We point out that Josh Allen is a great quarterback, but when he has messed up, when he's thrown interceptions, when he's had turnovers, it always seems to affect the balance of a football game. We saw that at least for four straight weeks when they had that losing streak. Even in the Philadelphia game, he throws that pick, that turns the temperature of that game around. But that's not to say you can't be both. You can be a great quarterback and make mistakes, but they've been able to find a way to make sure that those mistakes don't come back to haunt him, Harry, and come back to haunt that football team. If anybody's treated unfairly, it's more Josh Allen and the quote-unquote narrative Compared to the Dallas Cowboys,
1: so I want want to go back to this Dallas Cowboys on the road, right? And and they're going to have to figure some things out. And I think that's another thing that Dan Quinn, as the excuse me, uh, Mike McCarthy, as the head coach, he's going to have to figure out, okay, what can we do differently on the road, or how can we approach things differently on the road to where we we're having success, especially against quality opponents. Because I look at three of their four losses on the road, this defense gave up 266 yards and four touchdowns to the Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. They get on the ground. They mm-hmm. gave up 222 yards and two touchdowns to the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And then against the San Francisco 49ers, they gave up 100, 170 yards and yep. two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So we got, they're going to have to figure out how, how this thing is going to get better on the road sure. because now the situation that you're in from a playoff standpoint, as, as it's constructed right now, you're going to have to go on the road.
0: Right. And if you have to go on the road, this is why I think where the Cowboys will be okay, no matter what happened yesterday. The Templars there, what can you do to the Cowboys' defense? Because you need personnel to do what the Buffalo Bills did. Guess what? The Miami Dolphins who they play this week, they got that personnel. The Detroit Lions who they play in the next coming weeks, they got that personnel. So the Cowboys have to fix that. But the best thing for the Cowboys has the fact that maybe not winning that division because they'll have to go on the road and play a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that's nowhere near what they've seen in Buffalo, yep. what they're going to see in Miami, what they've seen in Philadelphia, and what they've seen in San Francisco. Maybe yesterday happening to them and maybe not having to deal with that until they face an Eagles or 49ers team again in the playoffs. You're going on the road to potentially play the NFC South champion. Nobody's going to be afraid of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know Baker Mayfield's been terrific, but I think the Cowboys are going to be aight when it's all said and done because maybe just maybe not winning the division could tell me the best thing for them that having a road game early can get you kind of right if you get past that game and then face a team that's going to be really good in the second round if it's Philadelphia or San Francisco. That's so just he-
1: here's what I'll say to that as well, Freddie. If you're the Dallas Cowboys, you better hope it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because when I look at the New Orleans Saints, even though they haven't lived up to the hype and what everyone expected from them this year, they have a running back named Alvin Kamara. They also have a running back who, you know, I think he led the league in touchdowns last year in Jamal Williams from the running back position. When you look at the Atlanta Falcons, they have three running backs. They have a three-headed monster. Their M.O. is rushing the football. Mm-hmm. So when I look at those other two teams mm-hmm. in the NFC South, okay. those two teams can rush the football. When I look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I don't view them in that light.
0: Right, because they can
1: Exactly. But do I think the Cowboys are still going to be favored in any one of those games? 100%. Yeah. But I think the threat of knowing that you have a Falcons team that can rush the football effectively. Right. And they've showed that at times with a three-headed monster in the backfield, you have a New Orleans Saints team who has a double-headed monster, even though they haven't been that great this season. It's still in their DNA. I think that would make me a little bit nervous knowing how I've lost on the road in three of my four matchups. I think
0: it's admirable that you still think that your Atlanta Falcons have a chance. They do. (laughs) I think it's wonderful. I know it's the (laughs) Christmas season. Goodwill towards everybody. Joy to the Falcons. The Lord has not come yet. I get it. I think it's wonderful and completely, completely noble that you actually think that your Falcons, with that quarterback, Desmond Ritter, still has a chance to, hey, Freddie, we got three games. If we can figure out the quarterback, then we can run the football. Kudos. Kudos (laughs) to you that you actually think that your Falcons have a chance of making the playoffs. Kudos to you. you.
1: Now, check this out now. I was taught growing up, and, you know, nowadays, you know, people be sensitive about phrases you say. I don't give a damn. Hey, I was taught growing up. It ain't Uh, over to the fat lady to sing.
0: Okay, well, the fat lady's going me, 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 me in the background.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She she hasn't sung yet, all right? She hasn't sung yet, so I ain't giving Uh, up hope. Normally, I don't live by the uh, hope theory okay. yes, i right. wish a, you know what would but okay. i gotta live by the hope theory uh-huh. right now you shout out to cedric the entertainer uh-huh. man I had a chance absolutely. to kick it with him out there at the university of washington absolutely that was cool. that was but cool. i'm living by the hope theory I right love now that.
2: you know what the you know what the sound the song is going to be sung that it's going to yeah. sound like yeah what's that <laughs> exactly <laughs>
0: uh-huh. i'm not a fat lady but i'll do it for harry the falcons don't have a chance they're not making the playoffs in 2023. They don't have a quarterback. It's all for everybody playing to see. Y'all not right. Y'all not right. We're not right at all. Y'all not right. We are not right at all. Right. Right at all. <laughs> Especially me. I Y'all
1: saying- embarrassing me in, all of- in front of all my friends. <laughs> I, keep, I keep telling you how I'm going to hell on
0: scholarship. You guys don't believe me. <laughs> Weigh in. What does this mean going forward when it comes to the Cowboys, way they lost to the Bills? and how the Bills beat the Cowboys. We want to hear from you in a Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888 espn 888-729-3776. Give us those calls at 888-729-3776. The Cowboys had it put on them by the Buffalo Bills. What does this mean going forward for the Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills? You'll hear from me and Harry, and we are here from you. That's next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. It is Reggae Monday on Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, presented by Progressive Insurance and the ESPN app, Series X XM Channel 80, and also a smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Although Billy Fusco says, tell Harry we need a segment called That Boy Sad for All of Us. It's more like sad boys, sad boys for the Dallas Cowboys after what happened to them yesterday at the hands of the Buffalo Bills. We'll get to your calls in a couple of seconds at 888-729-3776 on what does this mean going forward for the Bills and the Cowboys. Harry, I'll pose that question for you. For me, the Cowboys going to be okay. It may not be the worst thing that they could fall and play a road team from a road game against the NFC South champion instead of facing more difficult teams, even if they get a home field advantage kind of game because they'll be in the same side of the bracket, the San Francisco 49ers. If you're the Buffalo Bills, what it means is that That may be a team you do not want to see in the playoffs if they get in because right now they're in the ninth spot in the AFC.
1: Yeah, 100% on the Buffalo Bills. That's a team no one in the AFC as a conference want to play or wants to see. Um, Also, for Buffalo moving forward, as we we look at a, a broader landscape of things for them, there's still an opportunity that they could win the AFC East. Now, the Mm -hmm. Miami Dolphins' next three games, they have the Dallas Cowboys, they have the Baltimore Ravens, and Uh then lastly, they finish the season with the Buffalo Bills. And Mm -hmm. when you look at the easy schedule outside of the Miami Dolphins game, lastly, that the Buffalo Bills have, it's easily – It's won't say easy. It's – I think it's very doable – for them to mm. potentially win the AFC East. And then right. that's the, that's Pandora's box that the Miami Dolphins opened up this past Monday when they allowed the Tennessee Titans to beat them. That's why this game, this past, this, uh, yesterday was important for them to win. So for the Dallas Cowboys, I would say this. They also have to look at who they have coming up. They got to go to Miami. They also still have to play the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure in these, these last three games that you at least go two and one. But you don't want to go 1-2. and two. You don't want to go 0-3, right, going into the playoffs. Absolutely. You want to be playing your best football, especially how you just got embarrassed on national TV against the Buffalo Bills up there uh, in, in Buffalo, New York.
0: Tiger, North Carolina, what's the win on this? What does this mean going forward? That Bills win over the Cowboys and that Cowboys lost to the Buffalo Bills at 888 Tiger, what you got, my friend?
3: Hey, what's going on? First of all, you guys got probably the best show on radio, man. The Thank chemistry, you. you guys are funny. Uh, even though you're picking my Cowboys too much, but you're still funny. Um, I think it's an unfair narrative out there okay. about the Cowboys because you give Dak all this slack about, you know, losing to Buffalo and San Francisco or getting beat down, but you don't give Purdy that same slack about getting beat, slaughtered by Cleveland and Minnesota. You know, I, I just think the Cowboys' narrative that we don't play anybody and we don't play well. Well, everybody's professional. On any given Sunday, anybody can get got. I mean, yeah. Detroit got went into Kansas City and got them. The Jets beat the crap out of the Eagles. I mean, so I don't really put a lot of stock in that. I know Harry used to play, and, and no disrespect to him or whatever, but everybody's a professional. And on any given Sunday, anybody can get got. And I think just like the Cowboys narrative is just crazy. The MVP talk, he's not an MVP now because he lost. Okay, big deal. Everybody loses. I mean, did. 49ers win when Chris Ebo out? No, they took three straight
0: L's. Well, here's where I'll disagree with you, Tiger, on the one thing. You're right about the whole Dak Prescott narrative saying that he's out of MVP conversation because he played that poorly yesterday. That's ridiculous. I'm with you. But you look at the three games the 49ers lost. Only one team beat the fool out of them, and that was the Cincinnati Bengals. They lost by a missed field goal, or they would have beaten the Cleveland Browns, and they were in that game against the Minnesota Vikings. Now, their defense got dominated because the Vikings pushed them around. But we were giving Brock Brady, like, hey, all right, Brock Brady, you got to figure this out as well. We've done that on this show. I can't speak for other people, but I know for a fact that Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman, that when Brock Brady has not played well, it's been very few and far between. Same with Dak Prescott. I do seem to remember, Harry, that when the Cowboys lost to Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia, that Dak played his you-know-what off and yeah, played he his could, behind off. He got and some I'll praise. Play, yeah, and got, and got some praise. So I don't know what other people are saying. Don't give a damn. I know what we've said, and that's not even close to that kind of narrative of the unfair narrative with the Dallas Cowboys.
1: I would also say, when you look at Brock Purdy when he lost, right, and you also got to look at who was on that football field with him. It was without a Trent Williams, it was without a Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. When Dak lost to the Arizona Cardinals, it was one of the worst teams in the National Football League, and he had everybody, right? So. That's inexcusable, but that was a long time ago. I think Dak Prescott yesterday, and I'm just not gonna get on him for that loss of the Dallas Cowboys yeah. against the Buffalo Bills. That was a team effort. Right. That We'd was get, offense, yeah. defense, and special teams. I still right. think Dak is in the in the MVP race Absolutely. because of who they who they still have on their schedule. Two of the last three games, you have a ten and four Miami Dolphins team and a ten and four Detroit Lions team. If you go out there and have amazing games, and then you definitely ball out in the last one versus Washington, mm-hmm. you're still in the thick of things. In my opinion.
0: yeah we we have not mentioned we didn't mention Dak Prescott at all we mentioned how the defense got pushed around yeah and how the defense of the Cowboys got bullied yesterday that had nothing to do with Dak Prescott and -hmm. give the Buffalo Bills defense a lot of credit they did not allow the Cowboys to believe for one second that once they got down by that margin that they had any chance of winning that football game Scott in Missouri the Cowboys get blitzed by the Bills what does this mean going forward for both of these teams let us know right now Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio
3: Hey guys, thanks for having me. Well, first I gotta say I'm calling from Springfield, Missouri, which is home of O O O -O (laughs) O'Reillys. Little plug for you
0: guys. (laughs) Throw that
3: out there just in case you guys didn't know (laughs) that. First of all, I I want I want to comment on that other call there. I don't want to hijack your show, but I'll tell you the difference between Purdy and Dak. Dak's forty million. Purdy's eight hundred thousand. That's the difference right there. Dak's supposed to show up in big games like that, and he didn't. But my thing is. Jerry Jones always wants to make a splash. My splash last night, as soon as that plane lands in DFW, McCarthy, you're out. Dan Quinn, you're in. You've got the rest of the season to prove you're the next Cowboys coach.
1: Now, Scott, oh, you just be stop it right there. Scott from Missouri. What do you and, mean? In the, the O-O-O Riley. What do you
0: mean? Why should he stop?
1: Because the last time I checked, Dan Quinn was a defensive coordinator, right? Uh-huh, yeah. And, and what happened to the defense yesterday? Uh, well, that's true. One okay, game, no so about so that. why in the hell would you fire uh-huh. Mike McCarthy and say Dan Quinn? Even though I think Dan Quinn is going to be an, an an amazing head coach one me day, me too, me too. Right? My, we've been giving Mike McCarthy praise this season,
0: absolutely for what he's been able to do.
1: Exactly. No so mm-hmm. we can't just out the one bad game in which the Dallas Cowboys had in all three phases. Say, hey, let's get rid of Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn. Hey, you're now the head coach. When you have dreams and aspirations this season of mm-hmm. getting to a Super Bowl.
0: If they were going to do that, they would have done it after last season. Yeah,
1: it's not going to happen in the middle it's of the season. It's not going to
0: happen in the middle of the season. Not going to happen at this point late in the season. But if you're Mike McCarthy, you can't have this team fall short again. That could ruin any kind of chance you can get an extension once this offseason is over. Because Jerry Jones has let it be known. He believes that this is the team. That can compete and not just get to a Super Bowl, but win a Super Bowl. You don't have a playoff run where you get to at least the NFC Championship game. Or I can see the Cowboys making that move in the offseason. Moving on from Mike McCarthy, have Dan Quinn as the head coach to make sure he does not get away. He'd rather lose a Mike McCarthy, in my opinion, than a Dan Quinn with coaching vacancies out there. And he's going to have plenty of interview chances to be a head coach in the NFL once again. Zach D. in San Francisco, thanks for hitting us up at 888-729-3776 on the Dr. Pepper calling line on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Big Zach, what you got, my friend?
4: Ready, Freddie and that boy, Douglas. Look here, man. I know I didn't hear that dude talking about they be giving uh, Dakota Rain a slack and they be propping up Purdy. When Purdy, they talk about it's been talked about how he didn't come through in them three games when he lost one of the best left tackles in the game or no, I'm sorry, the the best in the game right now, one of the best ever. And his number one receiver. If you take away Tyrod Taylor or Tyrod, if you take away the left tackle and CD lamb from uh, Dakota rain, he is not fixing to have that MVP uh, conversation. And furthermore, they had a cupcake. They played against the JVs of the NFL, and that's when they got right. <laughs> now that the Eagles played against the tougher teams and did their thing, and then when it's come up against the 49ers, yeah, they got drugged through the dirt, but they played the Niners after a Thursday night. Niners was rested, and I don't know who in uh, the Philadelphia pissed in somebody's Cheerios, but then they had the Cowboys after some rest. Yeah, they uh, got uh, muscled up because they played against teams that was rested. So the Cowboys, now that they got to play against real teams, they show you who they really are, and uh, they rained on Dakota's parade in terms of MVP race. But Brock Purdy doing his thing. Lastly, this should be the first year you should have the first two teams from the or two players from the same team winning the MVP. Brooke and Christian McCaffrey. You heard it here first. Ready wow. Freddy and
1: that boy
4: Douglas. <laughs> I love that. Now, I'll say this about San
1: Francisco. San Francisco has some quality wins mm-hmm. and they also play some quality teams this season. They have mm-hmm. quality wins over mm-hmm. the, the Rams. Mm-hmm. You look at the Jacksonville Jaguars that mm-hmm. they thump. Mm-hmm. they beaten the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. They've beaten the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Dallas they've, Cowboys. They've, yep. Dallas Cowboys. They've been doing their thing, man. And, and then they lost this. When you look at how Cincinnati is still playing the Bengals right now? Uh, that's a quality loss, in my opinion. You look at the Cleveland Browns; they lost that game, got down the field goal range, field goal kicker missed the field goal. They lost that by two points. So, uh, even though it didn't look in the manner that we wanted it to look in, right. two of those games they were still in it and could have won easily.
0: No doubt about that. And don't think for one second that's without not star be, players, without star players, and so don't think for one second that's not in the back of their mind saying, "You better hope that we don't stay right." Because if we do, meaning the San Francisco 49ers, there's going to be a lot of wrong they're going to put on people's heads, especially when people are questioning them doing that three-game losing streak. Adam in Texas, my friend, what do you got to say?
2: Hey. Hey, Freddie. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, brother. Um, How are you? Good, good. So my issue right now is that uh, folks always want to bring up you know, Dallas being good, Dallas not being good, X, Y, Z. And then they bring up, you know, Buffalo's schedule being easier or Miami's schedule being more difficult and saying, oh, they have to play Dallas, they have to play Dallas. So so pick one. Is <laughs> Dallas good? Dallas not good? Like, that seems super unfair. <laughs> See, that's not what we do. We've said it all along. We yeah. give you
0: full context. The Dallas Cowboys, in our opinion, I don't want to speak for Harry, he's a grown man. But we're both in that same line that this is a good football team. You don't win 10 games in a National Football League by accident. That's not how that goes. Look no. at Minnesota last year. They, people say, oh, 14-3, and three, they're not that good. Do you realize how hard it is to win the NFL? They won 11-0 and and oh, oh, one-score games. Now, did I trust them in the playoffs? No, because they didn't look the part of a team that can win a championship, and the New York Giants beat them. But I'm not going to completely dump on their season when you won 14 games and won your division in the NFL. It is hard to win games. Period. If you stink or if you don't stink. So that's not an unfair narrative to say that the Dallas Cowboys, part of my language, they bleep and suck on the road. But they're a good football team. Both of those things can be true and are true of the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Freddie, what you just said, I think a lot of people don't really understand. And I know 1000% how hard it is to win a game in the National Football League. Whether you're the best team in the National Football League Of the worst team, there was times in 2012 we went 13 and three that season. Mm -hmm. We had about five or six one-score games that we had to win at the end, and some of those opponents weren't the best opponents. That's just how the National Football League works. It's not like college football. That's the biggest difference. You do have guys that's making a ton of money that's getting paid to do a job, and they have pride and play for the name on the front and the back of their jerseys.
0: Mm -hmm. Look at yesterday, Houston Texans, Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans all had another win over a team with a winning record, like they did on Monday. The NFL is a hard business. And you don't know that unless you either study it a little bit carefully or been in it like my man, Harry Douglas, has been. He is Harry. I'm Freddie. Thanks for joining us. And Freddie, Harry, keep those calls coming in at 888-729-3776. What does the loss by the Cowboys to the Bills mean for Dallas? And what does the Bills win over the Cowboys mean for Buffalo? 888-729-3776. In 20 minutes. We'll give you who we believe is the best team in the NFL, and it comes down to two teams right now. Uh Uh-oh. It's the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers, not the New York Jets or the Atlanta Falcons. It's those two. We'll get to who's better than who in about 20 minutes. But next, will Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson finally get some deserved MVP love? This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
6: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast
0: on ESPN Radio.
3: Lamar wants to throw, lobs to the end zone, looking for his man, he's got him, Isaiah Likely, touchdown Ravens! Lamar from under center, the gives the bus, Edwards straight ahead and he walks in, touchdown Ravens! The Ravens will beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, they improve to 11-3 and they clinch a trip to the postseason.
6: I believe he's the best quarterback in the National Football League, I've said it many
0: times before, and he continues to prove it, he proves me right, he just gets started. It is Reggae Monday known as Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on Sirius X and Channel 80. And I always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN radio. I wonder how many GMs out there feel like fools right now that they decide to collude and not go after Lamar Jackson in the offseason when they have plenty of opportunity to do so. Dumbass! <laughs> <laughs> bums those <laughs> dopes because now all of a sudden he's finally getting a little bit more betting love when it comes to the MVP conversation more odds and conversation about that the play he made last night and then went over Jacksville they had the best way in the AFC the best part about it was after the guy tried to sack him once he gets away pulls a act, then finds likely down the field for a first and go inside the five yard line after the guy knocked him down he turns and sees the play complete. Harry goes how I had you how just shakes his head gets up and just started back down the field that's the kind of speciality that finally people are noticing with Lamar Jackson playing like this being healthy like this and the Ravens like this with the best record among the best records in the NFL
1: Honestly, Freddie, for me, it's a thing of beauty because I've been watching Lamar Jackson. We had the same coach in college. He played for Bobby Petrino at the University of Louisville. And I used to have a ton of conversations with Coach Petrino about Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Petrino even altered his offense, right, a little bit to complement Lamar Jackson's skill set. And for him to do that was a big deal because he yeah, his offense was his offense. But when you see something special in someone, you damn right. You better alter what you do to compliment them to get the best out of them. And right. he's also the only coach in college football at the time at the University of Louisville, Coach Petrino that was, that believed Lamar Jackson could be a quarterback. And that's why he ended up at the University of Louisville. But watching him throw the football in college, you knew all the intangibles were there. It's just that when he got to the Baltimore Ravens, they needed to put those pieces around him. And when he got the starting job of the Ravens organization, he was able to be a huge bright spot for them and then that following year is able to win an MVP mm-hmm. and do it in a in a fashion in which people seen it from Michael Vick but they got to see the new the new age uh, version of it with Lamar Jackson and bring in an Odell Beckham Jr. drafting a Isaiah likely bring in a Zay Flowers having a Rashard Bateman uh, Bringing in Nelson Aguilar, all these guys, man, is, is is something that Lamar Jackson was missing early on in his career. So now you add that on top of how he's excelling in the pocket. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but think about one play last night, and I believe it was a third down where um, – Jenkins, the safety, came on a blitz. And he's coming right down the the sternum of Lamar Jackson. And he didn't even budge, Freddie. He stood right in that pocket and delivered that football, believed in this arm strip, believed that Odell Beckham was going to be in the right spot and completed it for a first down. That's the growth of Lamar Jackson in 2023. That's the scary part about Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. He's moving around the pocket, not to scramble and see how many rushing yards he can get, but to remain calm, and keep his eyes downfield and look for an open receiver or tight end. And if they aren't there, that's when he's taking off the run. had 97 yards rushing last night, but I like the growth of Lamar Jackson, and I love the way he's playing right now and leading this football team for the Baltimore Ravens and their organization.
0: That is going to be so juicy seven days from now on Christmas night when the Ravens take on the San Francisco 49ers. Say what? The two best teams in the NFL, and you thought Christmas only came one time per day. Next week, you get a double Christmas gift of that game at 8.15 Eastern Time once everything is said and done throughout the day. And I'll say this when it comes to Lamar Jackson. I'm glad that he has been able to play this way and stay healthy and have an offense and an offensive coordinator. They bring in Todd Munkin from the University of Georgia. said, build this offense that can accent his skill, but also keep our identity. They still ran for what Tuna 40 yards last night against the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road. Yeah, he contributed to that, but they have not gotten away from the identity, Harry, and still he's been able to flourish with better weapons and increased weapons around him to make them one of the best teams in football. It's going to be a lot of fun next Monday night, only seven days when the Christmas night, when the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers play each other. But if they are the two best teams in the NFL, and right now there's no doubt about that in our opinion, who will be ranked over who or below whom? We'll get to that as we have the selection committee Coming up from Freddie and Harry with Harry Dells and Freddie Coleman, thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80.
1: You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.